couldn't say what's the worst that could happen. This is it. Okay, so this is all up and running. This is running. This is running. Okay, we're well, alive. We're we're live. I think we're live. This is episode number one of the Goldilocks Business Hour <laughs> with uh, Nick Burridge uh, and myself, Sam Taylor, co-hosts, uh, where we will be providing, fingers crossed, weekly podcasts talking about all manner of things in business. Mm. Hello, and uh, what I love about this, we record these on a Friday afternoon, which I feel there's mm. a good there's a good energy around Friday afternoons. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully, that worked really well. Cool. What should we kick off with, kick off with Sam? A bit of no news? Yeah, we could have a whiffle. <laughs> Nobody will know what a whiffle is. <laughs> and also, the acronym doesn't even... It doesn't work. It's one thing I feel like expressing. There's no W in that, is there? Whiffle. Yeah. Wh what? Oh, yeah. One. one. Yeah. There's no... One doesn't begin with W. No. So, okay. you know. First, first right. point of the podcast. Whiffle. Whiffle. Well, I've already expected my whiffle. Because it's Friday afternoon, uh, I always feel like, yeah, we've made it. Yeah. Not that I, you know, hate my weeks or anything, but... There's nice certainly a sense doing. of achievement when you yeah. get to a Friday and you feel as if you yeah. ticked certain things off. Like, for me, on a, over the weekend, there's always a couple of big ticket items for the week. Two or three yeah. where I'm like, oh, okay, this is what's happening this week. And then you almost feel it like... Like putting large stones in a in a in a jar and then filling yeah. it with smaller pebbles and then sand and so on and so forth. Those those big ones, I think, if they're ticked off, um, then there's always this nice sense on a Friday afternoon that okay, I've nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. And I always have this weird thing, and I bet a lot of <clears throat> probably a lot of business owners are the same. Maybe you are, but when I actually have to do something proper like writing or thinking about something that's quite tricky, I actually leave it till an evening or a weekend to do it because mm. week weeks get full of talking to people and mm. admin stuff which i think i'd like to change you know i'd love to say right wednesday afternoon turning off everything just going ghost mm. and i do do that sometimes but not enough so that's yeah. interesting isn't mm. it yeah yeah and and the same yeah it's, it's hard to dedicate or completely switch off because of the value and importance that you put on being present in your company not only for your staff but also for your customers and that's quite a nice segue because, of course, that builds trust, not only in your business, but with your customers, which is, I think, what we're going to talk on today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and, there, you know, first book on that, by the way, I always like to throw these in when I've read at least half a book, I will recommend it. Okay. But Indistractable by Nir Eyal uh, is A, a very small book, and B, uh, very good on time blocking and how to make yourself indistractable. So there you go. There's my, we can put a link, I guess. Yeah. But um, we, we, should we introduce the dog? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Right. The dog that wants to go in and out is called Ginny. She's a greyhound, and, and we love her, but also she does kind of she does kind of annoy me because she wants to go in and out. Bless her. Anyway, she's gone now. She might be back. Yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope. Um, Indistractable. I'm going to. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of books. I've not. <laughs> that sounds. It's, that's the it's, stupid. Do you know what the best thing about it is? Thin. Is it? It's really thin. Is it? The, the best things in life are well <laughs> no, I'm not sure about that so no, I don't know where speaking as a fuller figure gentleman <laughs> no, I, I think I'll, uh, I'll push back on that oh, if I may. okay um, um can we cut things uh, hopefully we'll be able to cut things out of yeah definitely cut this we'll have to cut bits out <laughs> yeah. for sure because yeah. this is turned from a whiffle to a waffle to an unpolitically correct no statement. no no, no. <laughs> we like a waffle we like a waffle yeah Excellent. So, um, when talking about what we were going to do for the first yes. podcast, trust came up, and it was yes. because you'd recently listened to 
a high performance podcast with yes. Rachel Botsman. Rachel Botsman, indeed. One of my new heroines, I guess you can say. Or yes. Or does it have to be heroes now? Is it is uh, it like uh, actors? You can't have an actor. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, she's great. Film, Put it that so way. <laughs> she's super fantastic. And um and yeah, she talks about trust a lot. And I thought just to kick this off with a bit of bit of a, an SFX. Let's see if we can do this. Here we go. So what I'm playing is going to be somebody filmed, took their granny out in their new Tesla and put it in autopilot mode with her in the driving seat. Ah. And um, it's great fun. Seventy-year-old Shirley looks like she's about to lose it as the car's autopilot does the driving. Oh dear Jesus! I could never. Ah, ah. Oh, where's it going? You can hear her son. There we go. So. Mm. So why do I play that, Sam? Why have I played that? Well, yeah, it's because there's the the only level of trust that woman's ever known to build up being in that environment is when a human is in control. Mm. That's where her level is. That's her yeah. trust. So to go to a car where there isn't a human, all of a sudden there's no trust there, and that's her reaction. Do you think all people react that way to a lack of trust? Be interesting. You'd be able to spot it at mile off. You? you would. You would. And I guess. I guess what's so what and then you can think all right let's let's flip so when the when they first invented trains now bear with me on this okay. this is a nutty thing that i read when they first invented trains people thought um that over 80 miles an hour the male body would melt really but interestingly and people will love this given today's climate women could only go 50 miles an hour because <laughs> then their uteruses would fall out or something <laughs> nutty like that uh, it's it is it's nutty, but no, they didn't trust the technology. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, any, and I suppose then you come up because you think about Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Like, who were those brave? The first person to go on Airbnb and put their place up there. Who were they? Yeah, there's, there's some really interesting maps you can check of the spread of Airbnb, and there's one of Paris I've seen where it's like there's three properties on there in year one, which I think was about 2010. Right, 2011. There's a few more, and suddenly 2012, everyone's doing it because suddenly. They trust the platform. They allow. They trust the people. You know, they trust it all yeah, works, yeah, and they've yeah. taken that leap of trust. And so that's what late Rachel Botsman called a leap of trust. Hmm. Um, it's like Hemingway says. There's a famous Ernest Ernest Hemingway um, quote on trust, and that is the only way to trust someone is to yeah. trust them. Ah, you see, well, that's interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. Uh, but we, I will bring this sort of down to some brass tacks around things we can all do. But it's just. It's like it's what we all crave and it's well let's go straight to that in a way in a minute so people often on their websites what i deal with companies will put up say lots of things that they do mm. and they'll say them over and over again and then they'll say them more and then if things don't work they say it a bit louder <clears throat> the problem is not that people don't understand that you are the best x in the world yeah but they don't trust you so no matter how you loud you say it it's never going to work mm. it's interesting isn't it so how do you build that trust so, well, just what Rachel talks about, and I'll come back to another author that we will touch on a few times, yeah. Marcus Sheridan, bless him, um, <laughs> who talks. So Marcus Sheridan, for those who don't know, wrote a book called They Ask You Answer, which is all about building trust by your content on the website. Rachel Botsman talks about trust in a much broader, bigger sense. She gets invited to speak to the head of, you know, when they do Wired and there's the head of Facebook and there's Rachel and there's Martin Sorrell and all these. So she's at that level. Um, bless her, which is uh, is a good place to be. Mm -hmm. So, how we build trust? Well, she says firstly, just some interesting things around politics. Like, 
you might see trust as a graph goes up and up there and down there but she says actually it's more like a cloud so it levitates like it'll hang over something and you know politicians are always a good example it's like yeah we totally trust this politician and then suddenly it's gone and mm. it's all gone uh, and the cloud goes somewhere else mm. you know so you can see obviously when trump came in there was a big lack of trust in people who look like politicians and they just look for something else and then boom yeah it all went there yeah yeah for sure and, and on that they, they they really dive into why trump was so trusted because you look back now post trump yeah and just think what yeah do you know what i mean what a what a train wreck uh, well some, some will somewhere. some will somewhere and i i would say the only thing i say about i don't want to get into politics is it's never a question of is he or she the best person in the world to do this job it's mm. is he or she better than the other person yeah would i have picked him over hillary was it hillary yes it was it was hillary, hillary, yeah. i yeah. would have done uh yeah. biden i think has been perfectly terrible Pray God yeah. we get someone good next time around to lead the free world. But anyway, yeah. let's not. You know, I don't yeah, want to go there. Yeah, I don't that's, want to that's podcast But it two. is trust related, <laughs> so it's like, who do I trust? Probably none of them is the simple answer. Yeah. Um, and just while we're on the, before we get down to the how you get it on the, you know, with your clients, and mm. really interesting thing she talks about is the three Ds of losing trust. Okay. Three Ds. So you might get this sound when you're coaching. So if somebody gets very defensive when you're coaching them. Do you think that's is that, is that do you, would you say that's a good thing or a bad thing for your relationship? I think it's a good thing, mm -hmm. and the reason I think it's a good thing is because straight away it allows you then to have a conversation around why that might be. Oh, so so but you're really cool. So you're going to jump in if someone says someone starts saying, uh, "No, no, I haven't done that," but you know, da 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 da. da. Okay. You see, you could argue that defensiveness in a company is the first sign of a loss of trust. Okay, so there might be. Rather than opening up to you, they're like, oh, I don't, I'm not sure if I quite with it here. Yeah. And then you get, uh, then you get disengaged, uh, disengaged, and I've forgotten the third thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, three dis, Ds. Yeah, <laughs> disen, disen, disenchanted, and it's three levels: disenchanted and dis, and totally disengaged. Sure. Okay. But okay. by the time, if you've got an employee who ends up totally disengaged, you're probably done. You're done. Okay. You're done. And that's because there's they they've slipped through they've the slipped net. They've slipped through the trust. net. You haven't, uh, and you haven't got them. Okay. Yeah, saved it at any point and then yeah um it, it i just found it really interesting and and obviously the one the one real cool little tip in here she says there's one word you can remove from your dictionary or change a lot of things but when you apologize for something if you have to say to an employee that you're sorry for something if you say i'm sorry but i was really busy mm. that's weak but if you say i'm sorry full stop makes all the difference in the world Isn't that interesting because you're not trying to excuse because but becomes oh there's an excuse coming yeah, now yeah it's yeah already gone yeah it is powerful if someone yeah. says i'm yeah. i'm sorry that's a that's yeah. a powerful because yeah. i guess so many people always follow with a but mm -hmm. but i was tired but it was the wrong day but yeah. so and so did so and so interesting so there you go we should um we should possibly introduce what we we, we, we haven't done this so mm. uh for uh, for anyone out there listening which hopefully there will be some people this is the third time this is our third time lucky that nick and i have attempted to start a podcast um and on subsequent tries we uh, the, the hardware's let us down the audio equipment's let us down we haven't found the right platform to share it on that kind of thing um but we've we've practiced and played around with 
introductions and, and introducing ourselves that kind of thing we haven't done this on on this our actual first no real go so we should would you like to go first do you want to um, introduce yourself oh and, have we not introduced we've, us? Not in, we've just jumped straight in oh i was just sat here thinking i don't think anyone cares though do they i don't know you're neck on sam that's <laughs> we're both in business uh yeah 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 no that's you you are right sam i'm being flippant but that's all right um so nick i'm nick burridge i run the ambitions agency which is a uh, digital marketing agency we design websites and do the marketing to follow and i guess the newest latest string to our bow is that we now coach how to do content for companies so uh, more of that later but yeah that's what we do nice and i'm sam taylor i am the uh, owner of trifecta coaching we help small and medium uh, sized businesses perform better become more nice. successful in, in whatever they're they choose in whatever direction they choose to go. And tell us, Sam, because I like this story, why it's called Trifecta. Because it's the third time I have made a big bet, a big leap, a leap of faith. So a Trifecta is a three-way bet on a horse. Um, and this is the third large life-changing bet I've taken on myself, was to leave a very long and successful career uh, with, with an energy provider and go out on my own because I felt like I wanted to help people. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really, that's an important part of your brand story. My story origin, brand. my origin, yeah, story. origin story. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Absolutely. And part of this, Nick and I know each other because we both train, uh, we both do CrossFit, we better mm. drop that in straight away. And we both, <laughs> we both train at the same gym or box if you're a CrossFitter. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we've known each other for a couple of years now and um, forged a decent friendship of, of which this podcast yeah. has been born. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you're coaching career to some degree started at a, dare i say the crossfit christmas party didn't it it did it's a tiny yeah. degree yeah 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 a bit of a, a chat over a, a yeah. few cold ones and um here we are now here we are now basically yeah. long story short it was all me it's all me it's all i'm on up. a percentage it's all and, up, yeah. no i recognize that sam would be a great coach in all of oh thank you thank you mm. yeah and it's interesting because I because because I trusted you. Okay. I did trust you yeah. on on you know we we yeah. we built up a friendship. That friendship had only really been inside the gym, but you, you know you were a good bloke, and and, and I, th I think you thought the same about me. And I, I trusted your opinion of where you thought I could succeed and what would be really suited for the things that I was saying were in my beliefs and my values, and. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a trust that's not been broken yet. And it, it, like, like we were saying just a moment ago, Hemingway said the only way to trust someone is to trust them. It's kind of true. It's kind of true. Some will, I, some will regain that trust and, and build upon it and some will break it. Yeah. I think it's, this is really interesting, isn't it? So this remind there is a quote which I'm going to mangle. But basically the theory is if you've been in battle with someone, and you mm. see this with soldiers, if you've been in, in a battle with someone and they've had your back, and you you know you, you've seen your friends die that, that creates a bond like no other of mm. trust yeah you, you shared blood and and i really don't want to compare that to going to dim but if you've done a horrendous horrendous workout with someone <laughs> no. and you sweated and toiled and you've seen people at their lowest and they're you know you know it's quite yeah then you there is a level where i open up to friends at the gym and i trust them hmm. more than a, a bloke i might meet in a pub probably yeah. Yeah, so because you've been through a shared, it's just a shared experience. That's yeah. I guess what it's so. And anyway. the more you go through that experience, same thing with soldiers, same thing yeah. with crossfitters, same thing with 
yeah. multiple level. Yeah, yeah. It's like boxing. So I used to box donkeys yeah. years ago as a kid, and you'd build friendships and levels of trust with people that were punching you in the mouth. I love that. See, I'm fascinated by boxers at that exact moment where after a match they hug. Yeah, and I totally get it. Not that they've boxed, but I see that they've been through something together, mm. and it's sort of almost them against the world at that point, isn't it? It's not... Yeah, a little, a, a little bit. There's also there's also a massive sense of relief right. that you weren't embarrassed, you didn't yeah. get hurt, right. you didn't desperately hurt someone, which is in most decent people's yeah. heads, I think, when they're yeah, boxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, the last thing you want to do is is seriously hurt someone. But there's also a, a massive level of respect in that. I know what I went through to get here, yeah. so they've gone through it, and so fair play to them because so it's such a same sort of thing with soldiers going into battle. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. many people would shy away from even daring to do so. Mm -hmm. um, but it builds a, a level of respect. Mm. Makes sense. Respect could be another topic for of topic for another day. Yeah, respecting the companies that you work with, respecting mm. the uh, companies that you trust, That's and it. why why that might be, might be the case. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's probably very close to trust, isn't it? Yeah, but, I think um, so. It probably It's probably born of trust. So in terms of trust, hmm. you know, that's been the first half was quite ethereal, wasn't it, I guess. Hmm. Um, but bringing it down to uh, what can people do, because I always think it's nice to, like, give people what can I do now sometimes. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah. So... Um, <clears throat> You know, the, the bit that we do when we're coaching uh, is to work out what's going wrong with your content. And it's it sounds quite small content, but it's if you think about this, the fact that everyone who you meet in your business and we just we just talk to business people at the moment, whether you're a marketing guy or a girl or a business owner. But the, there is a, a concept and this is going to become really important in the recession, by the way, what people forget is that. There's a certain amount of the customer's journey that happens before, hi Ginny. So before you ever get to know that a customer exists, now whether they jump onto your website, they might then fill in a form, they might give you a phone call, they might meet you at a trade show, might meet you some at a networking event. Mm -hmm. They might, well, in that case, they might just meet you for the first time. But often if they filled in a form on a website, then they've done a hell of a lot of research because you don't just fill it, you don't just jump on the internet. So the question I always ask in my workshop is how much of the customer journey is done before they do that, mm. before they make themselves known? We call it the zero moment of truth. Okay. So Sam, how much of that journey do you think has gone on in their heads before you fill in a form in terms of buying a business service, buying whatever it is? Mm. There's got to be a level of commitment there to invest the time to fill out a form yeah. on your platform as opposed to someone else's mm. platform. In order to have that commitment that you've already made, or a yep. sense of a commitment, then some, some sort of research would have had to yep. have taken mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. Will be that just you know, if you boil it down, you're thinking about it, you spoke to people about it, mm. you've re you've read some research or some statistics or some um, uh, some referrals, word of reviews, mind, reviews, good one, not referrals, reviews, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and through each of those building blocks adding up onto each other, then you would have come to a point where you've got enough to commit. It's quite a lot of work quite often, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah we all do it, don't we? Yeah, I think so. We get quick. So. We get quick. But it's look, uh, there's a number out from it's Forrester Research, and I think Google did their own research. So it's about 80%. It used to be 70. Wow. It's now 80. Wow. 
So 80% of the forms completed, 80, they're almost there. No. When someone becomes aware, when you become aware of a prospective client, mm -hmm. i.e. they fill in a form, they give you a phone call, 80% of their buying journey is done. Sure. So the total sure. time they're going to allocate it, they've mm -hmm. already done the vast majority of it. Right. Already done. Wow. Buying a car, same thing. By the yeah. time someone walks into a car showroom, if they even walk in now, of course, because mm. a lot of them don't. Yeah. They ain't there, you know, just to kick tires. They've done a hell of a lot. Well, you know what car people are like. Yeah. No, I'm not. So, so what, and why that's related to recession is it, it, then you then, the next question is, well, look, if that's true, then which department in your company? Is it your, you know, and I, I'm, I like salespeople, I'm a salesperson and I get them and I like them, so I'm not down on them, but is it sales that's really important in that journey or is it marketing? Well, who controls that first 8% before they meet your salesperson? Mm -hmm. Marketing. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, you might not have a, a distinct marketing function, but that's what's happening. Uh, there's no, you know, there's no real doubt about it. No yeah. one, for serious purchases, you know, I was, uh, at the other end of the scale is when you lose something you buy it on Amazon because it's quicker than it's quicker than finding right. it in your house because yeah, it's yeah, cheap. Yeah. We've all done that. And I'm not talking about that, but serious stuff. Buying it, hiring a coach, yeah, hiring a digital marketing agency. So you do all that. So, so it's in that bit, in, and you'll see it in recession. A lot of companies will can the marketing expense and think, oh, we didn't do very well, and then wonder why. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. interesting yeah, but, um, yeah, it is. So, so uh, you know, because sales and marketing are so closely intertwined and, and always happen regardless of if organizations see it as the fact mm. that it should be sales and marketing or if there should be two separate departments mm. and do two separate things um yeah you are that the, then it's almost taking them isn't it from bring that marketing in so that sales people can take over and promote their products and mm -hmm. service whatever the case may be um the the, the 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 reason I kind of didn't hesitate, but things that I was thinking of is almost it's it's almost a little bit of round circle again. Just thinking of trust as our overall topic, hmm. whilst marketing may help to bring you and make a lot of those tick points to close the doors on that buying process. If you think of it as a round circle, the 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 the, the reviews that people will have about how they were treated how successful the experience was mm -hmm. and whether or not they'd go back or refer a friend will then jump back into the back end of that. So it's yeah. not just a case of bringing that horse to water. It's making that water yeah. tasty enough to 100%. drink. And uh, so, so that's why so that customer service well. are a form of marketing. marketing. Yes. Amazing. See? Look at that. All coming together. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and so to answer your initial question, which was how do we build trust? Hmm. Um, and I'd, I've got to resist getting on my, my hobby horse here, but I'll say that the top level is being brave enough to answer the questions people actually have. Hmm. So a lot of people are resistant to talking about price. Mm -hmm. um, a, and a lot of businesses can't give out their price. I get that, but you can talk about the factors, you can give people enough of an idea yeah and this was all born out of a pool company by the way where nobody in america ever put the price of a swimming pool on their website you had to get someone in to measure up and sell to you while mm. they did so so one guy said well look um I'll tell you what i'm just going to put the price on the site i'm not going i can't say what the exact price because there's so many accessories you know no. what shape you want but he said i'm going to write a blog that gives you all the factors that influence price and by the end of it you're going to be able to work out for yourself mm. roughly what your price will be 
Um, and I think that blog alone, written 10 years ago, has now generated something like $10 million worth of swimming pools sales for him. So it built up a lot of trust. I mean, so it built up trust. Should, should we, we may as well, because I mean, it's that, that book is such a great book. Um, it's a great book. And, and, and so important in your life and your company's journey. Mm. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. The, 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 the swimming pool example that Next just used is um, the story of Marcus Sheridan, who wrote a, an amazing book called They Ask You Answer. Um, and Nick will do a much better job than me summarizing, but essentially talks around inbound marketing and building trust with consumers before the consumers even know that they're going to choose you as a company. And they did that by putting out free bits of information that no one else was because they were too scared to, or they felt as if it would impact their chances of making a sale. Marcus just went, you know what? 10 o'clock on a Saturday night in his kitchen, he was just <laughs> going to bash out a, a, a really a blog and put it out there and it would be around the five best swimming pool companies in his area that didn't include his own and so yeah. straight away yeah, please jump. no you've done you've done a brilliant job there sam it's a it's a fun book to read by the way um but yeah no sam's summarized it really well he 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 ran a swimming pool company which in the 2008 big recession obviously um suddenly he found himself from he had a team of I think 15 fitters or pool installers I guess you call uh recession came and a lot of people cancelled their order and the business was about to go to the wall and he said well I'm going to read up on this thing called the internet he wasn't by no means any technical expertise and I think he'd probably say that he still doesn't um but what he did was you know had a drive to succeed and he he uh he went on to HubSpot's marketing blog which I recommend to anyone which is a great free resource and years later, he's now, I think, their elite platinum partner in terms of uh, working with HubSpot very closely. But as a free thing to, if you want to know about marketing, their blog is great. And yeah, I do read it a lot. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, going back to the book, that was the thing. So we saved the business by being really honest and open about everything and teaching people rather than keeping it all a secret source to himself. He just said, look, I'm going to tell you absolutely everything you, I can tell you about buying a pool, everything you need to know. I am going to review my competitors. And of course, the competitors thought it was mad, started calling up saying, Marcus, giggling, really appreciate that link on your website, mate, hilarious. And of course, what they didn't realize, that every time somebody searched for their company, the first page that Google showed them was this review of five, which was on Marcus's website. So immediately, he's stealing their traffic. I don't think they're probably not smiling now. Because <laughs> his company's franchised across America now. So wow. it's about being brave, answering the questions. And look, I'll give you the, the quick five, the big five. And this is, companies find this so hard, talking about cost. You know, I was looking for a solicitor the other day. It's like none of them talk about how much it costs. Mm. It really drive me mad. Yeah. I hate them. Um, problems is a great one. So what is, you know, the problems with your service? It's quite a tough one to write. Yeah. I've just written a big piece on ours, you know, and the problems, frankly, are, you know, it's not, it's not like we might do this badly. <laughs> it's not quite that, but it's like things can go wrong. So in my world, with building a website for a company, you know, things like, um, the client often says, yeah, we can write copy, we're great. And mm -hmm. then the words arrive for the site, it's terrible. So that's, right. I'd rather have that out in the open from than a really embarrassing sort of horrible meeting halfway down. Mm -hmm. You've got it out the front. So you can get the problems surfaced. Again, a lot of companies find that so difficult. Um, reviews and comparisons, we just talk about, they're really, really good. Um, uh, so, you, you know, you obviously want to get good Google reviews. Of course you do. You can't write your own reviews yourself, but, you know, so... Um, and that's all social proof and that's important. What have I done? I've done cost, I've done problems, reviews and comparisons, best of articles, they're great. Mm. Um, 
you know, we have a client who sells building materials to people, so your drain pipes, your whatever. And what they don't do yet is tell you which of their flipping drain pipe fittings is the best or sure. why or what's, yeah. you know, they just give you the stuff. Yeah. So nobody ever, people are quite happy to buy from them, but they don't really care about them. They just buy from someone else tomorrow because right. you haven't helped them at all. Yeah. So that's interesting, isn't it? Um, so yeah, those are the, the, the big five. Um, and if you can hit them with honesty mm. and uh, you build, you will buy a lot of trust. Yeah. Yeah. I was good. Yeah. And that is, is, is vitally important, isn't it? Because we're, we're, without trust, you haven't got a business. Let's, let's be fair. How would you do it, Cam? If I said to you tomorrow, right, Sam, we're going to write a blog today yeah. on problems with coaching. Yeah, I think it... Yeah, that's a really good question because straight away, the, the, the fear or the interference, if you will, straight yeah. away is, well, I kind of, you know, I, I don't want people to understand the dark art of coaching. That's my, that's, that's my kind of, um, my secret, if you yeah. will, you know, all the, mm -hmm. all the yeah. work that I've done, all, all my value, mm -hmm. it must be a secret. I must drip feed it into mm -hmm. the, using a pipette into a bird's <laughs> mouth, if you will, to keep them interested. Otherwise they won't want me. But of course that's completely the wrong way to think because by being open and transparent, yeah. which is something that we do in coaching in, in the positioning meeting, which is one of the very first meetings we have, we'll have an initial conversation yeah. to understand would it work if we work together and would I be able to help them with their, mm -hmm. with, their with, with, with their task, with their, with their journey, with their dream, with their target. Um, if that's answered, we then go into positioning and that's really where we kind of open the book and say, this is what you'll receive from me, this is what I expect from you and this is the journey that we'll go on. Um, so to, to so what, what goes, let me ask this another way. What, what goes wrong? Like not every client you have ever had or will ever have will stick with you. Let's, let's no, be honest. Quite true. Um, you probably, I'm sure you get some kind of contract going when you can, but you know what people are like and you can anyway. So what kind of things would be better? Would you prefer to get out of the way first? Like my issue with it? Than 